Praise the Lord. Welcome all of you online that are joining us this morning. Praise God. And those who are with us in the sanctuary, it is a pleasure. It's always awesome to see your smiling faces in church. Praise God. Y'all want to smile? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, the title of the message this morning is called Just One Look. We sang that song uh, and it's by an awesome group. It, they're called Tribal, and we've sang some of their songs before. That's not what they titled the song. They titled the song Most Beautiful, but there are some words in the song that say just one look, and um, that's what I titled the message this morning. Because um, truly, when we really get a look at the Lord, how truly awesome he is, how tremendously, overwhelmingly beautiful that he is. And, and the part of the song that really kind of tugged at my heart was um, just one look and it says, I'm captivated. I'll never be the same with just one look. Everything changes. I'm captivated. I'll never be the same. And I truly believe when we really get a look at the Lord, everything in our world changes. Amen. Nothing is ever the same again. Amen. With just one look, we get the awesome privilege of looking over and over and over into the mysteries of God. Yes. And there is no reason that our lives need to be the same. Amen. None whatsoever. So I hope in the message this morning, I get to speed us up a little bit along the journey in 2023. Because there's another part in that song that says um, about being laying at the feet of Jesus. And their posture at the feet of Jesus. And see, when we are on this journey, it's important that we know where we're going. Anybody want to be at the feet of Jesus? Amen. Anybody want to kind of dwell there in his presence at his feet? Because at his feet is not just where we're posture, meaning laying there, but that is where also we pasture. Yes. That is our pasture laying at the feet of Jesus because everything that we could possibly need is found in the presence of Jesus. Praise Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Amen. So that is um, the summary of the message that I'm going to be preaching here this morning. Praise God. And it may not be as warm as it normally uh, supposed to be in the church. Praise God. We are having some serious furnace issues and we're going to have to get someone in to look at the furnace uh, when I got here this morning there there was a huge puddle down uh, beneath the furnace and uh, so the furnace did not get up to the temperature the sanctuary did not get up to the temperature that it's supposed to be at I'm glad to see some of y'all are still wearing your coats some of y'all I guess are warm enough praise God and you don't need your coats Praise the Lord. But we'll go ahead and get that furnace looked at and see 
what kind of damage has been done. Praise God. And it's not even been that cold of a winter. It's just that the furnace is rather old. Yeah. Praise God. So, but still, y'all have had your heat on in your house, right, this winter? Yes, yeah, so we've had to have the heat on in the church, too. So with the furnace working, the furnace has stopped working. <laughs> Praise God. And I know that uh, we've been there before, even with not having a furnace in our house. Anybody ever had to go without a furnace in their house for a little while? Yeah, yes. it's cold. It gets cold yes. in there. Praise God. So um, we don't, I'm glad that spring is on the way. It's amazing. It is totally amazing that we have already, you know, uh, entered into daylight savings. I'm like, how fast did that get here, right? That's a quarter of the year gone. Really? We're into the third month of the year already. It's amazing how fast time does go. And so with, with that being said, we have to really be conscious of how we are investing our time. Or are we just spending it? Are we just spending our time or are we investing our time? Because time really should be an investment. We shouldn't just be spending it and see that we've, what did we get from that time that we spent? But if we invest it, then we're able to measure what kind of return we got back from the investment of time. Don't just spend it, church. Don't just waste it. It's too precious. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So we're going to be looking at God looked at his creation and uh, it was very good. Adam took one look at Eve. And I believe Adam was captivated by just one look. Just one look is all it took. Anybody ever hear, heard the lyrics to that song? Just one look is all it took. And that is why I wanted to sing that song, Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord. Because we need to get a real good look at our Savior this morning. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. And see, I believe when God took a look at his creation, at the end of those six days, he said it was good and very good. Praise God. So he looked at you. And he thinks, and he's captivated. I believe he was captivated by what he saw in you, Brother Mike. Just one look. Yes, Lord. Is all it took. Praise God. With that, it looks, are the kids going to be going down? I guess not to the, uh, Pre-teen Sunday school, because there's not a whole lot of them here. Marcus. Praise God. But, um, praise God, Connor and Adam, you are going downstairs with Sister Lisa to practice your sticks. Praise the Lord. So we'll be uh, dismissing there for just in just a little while. Uh, it's good to see Sister Sonia in church this morning. 
with Jeremiah and um, oh, Josiah and Jasmine. <laughs> Praise God. So y'all don't need to stay away so long and then I won't forget your names. <laughs> Praise God. But it's good to have y'all here this morning. Praise the Lord. And at this time, we're going to go and take up an offering. Praise the Lord. Marcus, you want to do that for us this morning? Praise God. And I did count up the jars. The, in the jars, there was $557 in the kids' jar and $562 in the adult jar. <laughs> Praise God. Wonderful Savior. <laughs> So the um, kid's jar is the one with the sticker. The adult jar is the one without the sticker. Praise God. And that's going to help in the furnace repair this year. Yes, <laughs> Praise Lord. God. Jesus. Brother Marcus, would you say a blessing, please? Amen. Praise the Lord. Welcome to Sister Lois on the phone conference line this morning. So glad you're with us this morning, Sister Lois. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glad to be here. Praise God. Y'all want some homework this morning? You're getting some anyway. <laughs> Praise God. Y'all will like this homework, though. It's easy. Easy homework's all right. Praise the Lord. So with just one look, everything changes. I'm captivated. I'll never be the same. With just one look. Praise God. At this time, Sister Lisa is going to take Connor and Adam downstairs. Praise the Lord. And turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. And we're going to look at verses beginning with verse 38.
How many of you ever call me? Yes. Call my phone. Okay. How many of you have ever texted me? Texted my phone. Okay. How many of you have ever gotten a text message from me? Okay. Um, how many of you, when you text me, you kind of expect me to text you back? How many of you, if you call me, you would at least expect a call back, especially if you left me a message? Raise your hand if you would expect a call back if you left me a message. All right. Same goes for me. If I call you, and especially if I leave you a message, I would expect a call back. If I text you, I expect a text message back. That's just how it is. Now, if I text you several times and you don't text me back, guess what I'm going to do? Stop texting you. I am. I'm going to stop texting you. If I call you and you don't call me back, guess what I'm going to do? Stop calling you because I don't want to bother anybody. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And so now the ball is in your court. If I have called you and you didn't call me back, and I've called you several times and you didn't call me back, I've texted you several times and you didn't text me back, now I'm stopping, okay? Because I don't want to bother anybody. Who's, who gets calls from telemarketers? I don't want to come across as a telemarketer. <laughs> you like those calls from telemarketers? I do not. And so it's just a mutual respect, I think, that we should have one for another. And that goes for your brothers and sisters in Christ, too. If they reach out to you, reach back. Yes. They're not there trying to bother you. Uh -huh. we, we don't want to come across as, again, telemarketers. We're not trying to market what we are offering to you in a negative or pest kind of a way. We don't want to be a pest to anybody. So praise God. Pastor is not going to be a pest. That's not what I'm called. I'm not called a pester. I'm a pastor. <laughs> praise God. Luke chapter 10 and verse 38 says, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house, and she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus's where? Feet, and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Amen. Praise God. Mary chose to be at Jesus' feet. Praise the Lord. She wanted to hear his word. And she knew in the presence 
of his word meant she needed to be right where he was. So at Jesus' feet is where we get to hear his word. Laying at his feet, being postured at his feet, where we can pastor. Get good food, get good word, get good nourishment, praise God. I read something the other night, and I'm not, and I don't really remember exactly which book because I'm reading a series of like three, I always have three or four books that I'm reading at a time. So I can't tell you which book I read it from. But in this book, it said that the things that we eat, they become our blood and they become our body. They begin to, the things that we eat begin to then help to build the tissue and the muscle in our body. So the things that we eat become part of us. Now, the book went on to say that if we eat things in a negative way, those things that we eat can then begin to build bad tissue in our body. Because it's like you're feeding yourself negative things. And then it has a negative effect upon our body. So it's important that when we eat, we eat with thanksgiving. We are very thankful for the food that we are eating. Thankful that it's going to become part of us. And we want it to be nourishment unto us. We want it to help, uh, help us to be more healthy. Praise God. So we got to eat with the right attitude. We got to eat with the right uh, frame of mind. With thanksgiving all the time. Praise God. In all things you do, be thankful. Praise Thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, it says this. And this is in keeping with just one look. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. Again, when God finished creation, he took a look at it and he said it was very good. One look at creation, and it was very good. Everything that he created. And mankind, his crowning jewel, praise God, was very good. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Looking unto Jesus. Just one look. But you know when God created this world. He knew what was all going to happen. Yes. Nothing that has happened in this world is a surprise to God. Amen. Your being here is no surprise. Jesus going to the cross was no surprise to him. Amen. But he said it was very good. All that he created was very good. Every invention is no surprise to God. Every sin that man has ever committed was no surprise to God. 
Now you think, right? And this is why we're not God. We're not the creator. You think, had we had a glimpse of what all had been created and what was going to take place, we would have then went back and did it anyway? If we just look at some of the things that have gone on in our lives, would we have still done them anyhow? But God looked at this world because he is Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He knows the beginning from the end. And he knew what the end was going to be like. And he knew everything that was going to take place in the middle. But yet he went back and created this world anyhow. Jesus. And he said it was very good. Amen. Just one look. Everything changes. Praise God. But looking unto Jesus Christ... Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, joy that was set before him. Praise God. What an amazing verse of scripture. Can any of us find joy? Let me finish the question. Could do any of us find joy in seeing what Jesus endured in going to the cross? Amen. It is hard to find joy in that. Jesus, Jesus. But Jesus said there was some joy that was set before him. Yes. He wasn't looking at what he was going to have to go through. He was looking at what it was going to accomplish. Yes. The joy that was set before him. See, we, do, we forget when we are going through things that there's going to still be some joy that is going to be accomplished. Yes. Because we get caught up in what is happening right now. Yes. How many of y'all think I could be depressed this morning because I got here and saw that the furnace was broke? Praise God. I could have called my wife. I didn't even tell her. She found out just now with all of y'all. The church wasn't warm. Praise God. It was only like 56 degrees. I'm like, well, should I cancel church? Praise the Lord. God said no. Amen. He said, some people getting ready already. Ain't no sense in canceling. They could keep their coats on. <laughs> Praise God. Who's ever showed up at work and you've had heating issues at work? Okay. And who's ever showed up at work and the air conditioners in the summer weren't working? Yeah. And we still, we still went to work, didn't we? And we stayed there. Praise God. There's some joy that is set before us when we endure. Amen. Praise God. Just one look. 
Let's look at Luke chapter 10, verse 23. Luke chapter 10. And we were just in Luke chapter 10. We're just going to back up a little bit. I believe Adam, when he had went to sleep and God went to work performing the surgery on him that he did. <laughs> you know, as I'm speaking right now, I got to interrupt myself because I had a dream last night that I was... Uh, um, somewhat of a surgeon myself. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, because I've been, I've been wanting to remember my dreams. Who dreams a lot? All of you do, really. You just don't remember them. Because who, who knows that they've dreamt something and then you want to remember it and then you wake up and like, I know I dreamt something. And I'd like to remember what it was, but I can't remember what it was. Who's ever had that thought? Yes. Yeah. And we are dreaming. And I've been telling myself that I want to remember what I dream. I want to remember my dreams. Who thinks dreams are important? They're extremely important. That's when God has an opportunity to talk to you a lot of times. Because who's busy most of their day? And Job said, it is when you are sleeping that God has a chance to talk to you. You know you're not really resting. You're resting your body, but your spirit is not resting. That's when God gets a chance to talk to you. Amen. And you get to do some things in your spirit that you wouldn't normally do. And so even in remembering those dreams, and I was remembering in my dream last night, and I got a chance to write this one down. I was operating on my own feet. <laughs> I was actually operating on my own feet, and they were doing good. I was doing good. <laughs> Praise God. And I'm just thanking God because I am doing what needs to be done to these feet and these bunions. And they're being healed. And my feet were awesome. They felt incredible in this dream. And I, I just wanted to give God the glory there because God brought about that dream. I didn't. I just wanted to remember it. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. But it was not only me that was being healed in that dream. There were so many people that were being healed in that dream. And part of that dream, too, was I was part of what was um, seemingly a justice league. <laughs> a justice league of like super superpower people it was incredible it, it was just an awesome awesome dream that I and I was totally enjoying this dream I'm like this is good God keep me dreaming like this praise the Lord and people were being healed and we were just doing so many good things and we weren't in heaven we were right here on earth doing them oh Jesus thank you Jesus I hadn't gone to heaven ah. I'm talking in my dream about the high school that I went to and how much influence we're going to have in this particular area because of the Spirit of God. Yes. Jesus, all glory and honor unto our Lord. Now let me get back to the Scriptures. Praise God. Luke chapter 10 and verse 23. 
And he says, and it says, and he turned him unto his disciples and said privately, blessed are the eyes which see the things that ye see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which ye see and have not seen them and to hear those things which ye hear and have not heard them. Church, we got to realize how blessed we are. Amen. We, we got to see that the things that we get to look at here, just one look. Many prophets and kings have desired to see, to be able to look at the things that we have the privilege of seeing. Just one look, everything changes. I'm captivated. I'll never be the same with just one look. But how many times do we get to see the word of God? And, and I believe because we do get a chance to see it as often as we do, we have this privilege. We take it for granted. We take it for granted or we don't even open the Bible. Or we open the Bible, but we don't apply what we are seeing, what we are reading. Just one look. Our world is supposed to change. Things are not supposed to be the same. We're supposed to be captivated by what we see. Amen. Praise God. Blessed are your eyes which see the things that you see. That's why we, we, we got to pray, I believe. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, because these physical eyes, they are not doing us justice. Amen. Open the eyes of my heart. I need to see things differently here. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Just one look. I believe if we... If, our spiritual eyes were truly open, we would walk out of here so different, praise God. Yes, Lord. We would be captivated truly by the word of God and all of the beauty that surrounds us. Amen. All the many blessings that are there at his feet as we lay posture at his feet. Not so encumbered by the things of the world like Martha was. Praise God. My God, my God. In Psalm 34. Psalm 34, praise God, part of your homework is to go back and read the whole chapter. <laughs> Psalm 34, part of your homework this morning is to read the whole chapter. Today. Today, I'm only going to read verse 8. Okay, Psalm 34, I'm going to read verse 8. And it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste it, see it. You got to look in order to see. Just one look. See that he's good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. When we get a, when we really get a look at the Lord, just one look, that's all it took. Praise God. 
Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Praise the Lord. Another homework assignment. Psalms 139. The whole chapter, it's a long one. But read it. Read it today. Praise God. I believe it when we begin to really look into the word of God. And this is what's so amazing to me. And this is one of the things that my wife and I do on a daily basis. How many of you know how many chapters are in the book of Proverbs? How many chapters are in the book? It, it coincides with how many days there are in a month on an average. How many days are there in a month on an average? 31. There's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. So if you take one proverb per day and read it, one chapter in the book of Proverbs and read it every day. And that's what my wife and I do. Those are the instructions for us. Some have, um, some call the word of God the Bible. <laughs> right? And who's ever heard that the acronym Bible means basic instruction before leaving earth? Basic instructions before leaving earth. And so the instructions, the book of instructions in the Bible is Proverbs. So if you take and read one proverb per month, I'm telling you, the, the book of Proverbs, it is so enlightening because it just each and every verse is totally amazing. I could probably preach a sermon from every single solitary verse in the book of Proverbs. Every verse. Because when you begin to break it up and you want to really understand it, it takes some time. But the more times you read it over and over and over, the more you just fall in love with it. Captivate it. The whole word of God is captivating. That's why we're not the same. We get captivated by the word of God. And then because we read it and we just digest it and it becomes part of us then. It becomes the blood in the spirit. It becomes the body in the spirit. Praise God. Just like the food that you naturally eat. The physical food that you eat becomes the blood in your body, becomes the tissue and the muscle in your body. Uh -huh. We're not going to get the strength that we need if we're not eating the word of God. Just one look. But when you really look at the word of God and how beneficial it is, and this is the same word that, because in the beginning was the word and the word was God, the word was with God. Before he went and created everything. And he knew the beginning, the middle, and he knew the end, and he went back and did it anyhow. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. There's people who take a look at their lives and they hate what they see, and they go ahead and end their lives. But my God saw everything and all the things that men do to men and all the 
things that people do that are wrong, and he went and created this world anyhow. I believe when he looked at us, he was totally captivated. Amen. Jesus loves you. Yes, he does. Amen. He really, really loves you. And see, when we begin to trust that love and that goodness that he has for us, praise God. And how captivated he is with us. Yes. He desires to be with us. Thank you, Lord. He seeks you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. My God. Thank you, Jesus. Everything changes. Everything changes. Anybody want to see some real changes in their lives this year? This year, praise God. Anybody like to see some real changes in their lives this week? Praise God. And let me tell you something. All those changes are not going to be good. Amen. Does the world go through some changes that are not so good? But what does the Bible say about those things? All things work together for the good for those that love God and are the called according to his purpose. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. You know, in the Old Testament, there are story after story after story. And I'm just going to uh, give one example this morning. Y'all know about Rebecca and she was Isaac's wife. And um, Rebecca conjured up a lie. Rebecca was the one who started the lie. And she told Jacob to go ahead and, and steal the birthright from his brother. In essence, his, his brother Esau. The people have referred to Jacob as being a liar. But his mother was the one who came up with the lie. Jacob didn't make up this lie. His mother did it. And then Jacob just followed through with it. And there was a point where he didn't want to do it. He he did not want to do it at all. But he went through with it anyhow. And he he said to his mother at one point, he said, "Um, this is going to bring a curse upon me. He didn't want to do it. He did not want to deceive his dad. That's right. She said, let the curse be upon me. And so when we look at this, right, we have to understand, let us understand this morning. We don't have to be perfect people. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We don't have to be perfect people. I told y'all time and time again. Thank you, Jesus. If that was the case, I wouldn't be up here. Not looking at a perfect man up here. Praise God. There, there can be, there's pastors, there's preachers and priests and ministers in it. They want to walk around and act like they're perfect. Let them go ahead and do it. I am not going to feign that kind of lie. I'm not going to do it. Now, I am going to do all that I know how to live a righteous life. That, 
just because I'm imperfect, that doesn't give me a license to just do anything that I want to do. Amen. Say anything that I want to say. Yes. Be any way that I want to be. If I'm going to preach the word of God, I'm going to do my best to live the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And when I fall short, I know where to get forgiven. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. And I'm not going to beat myself up when I do fall short. Because that doesn't do anybody any good anyhow. That's right. So I say that to say this to you. Don't you beat yourself up when you fall short. Is God a forgiver? Yes. Yes, he is. Is his forgiveness bigger than your sin? Yes. Amen. So don't you hold that against yourself. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Because are you bigger than God? No. No. So stop trying to hold on to whatever it is that's holding you back. Stop holding on to it. God has already forgiven you of it. Now forgive yourself and go on. Amen. Pray. Somebody need to hear that this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Everything changes. We need to be captivated. Pray. We need to get a good look at who God is. And we, need, we don't need to be looking to what is outside of us. We need to look inside. Anybody got some good inside of them? Raise your hand if you've got some good inside of you. You didn't put it there. You didn't put it there. That's right. God put it there. Thank you, God. Now go inside, take a good look at what is good inside, and then stay there. Stay there. And stop looking to the outside for what is good and look to the inside what is good and you're going to find God even more so because there's going to be better things in there as well. God bless you. And you will get captivated by what you see. But the more we keep looking to the outside, the more frustrated we're going to get. In Ezekiel chapter 12, Ezekiel chapter 12. Please turn in your Bibles there. Ezekiel chapter 12. I, I just love the word of God because it's, it's certainly... Every, reading it just totally just gives me direction. Anybody like to be, uh, have direction? Anybody ever went on a road trip some, and didn't have directions to where you were going? Or your GPS kind of gave out on you and you were now on your own? Or your GPS dropped you off at a place where, you know, that was not my destination. I remember my wife and I, we went on our honeymoon. And our honeymoon was just a little weekend away. And we went to a really nice bed and breakfast in uh, Maryland, Oxford, Maryland, called the Robert Morris Inn. And we've been trying to get back there and haven't gotten back there yet. Praise God. But it was so beautiful and, and such a nice little quaint bed and breakfast. And this was in the early days of GPS because this was back in 1992. Long time ago. And our GPS dropped us off in the middle of a cornfield. Like 
told us you have arrived. I'm like, what? And it's dark. We have no idea where we're at. And we're in the middle of a cornfield. I'm telling you, in the middle, they had put roadways in the middle of a cornfield. And I'm like, we're in tall corn everywhere. I'm like, this makes no sense whatsoever. What did we do? We're young Christians. We start praying. And we start singing, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. Lord, we're lost. <laughs> we need to be found. We're blinded by all this corn we need to see. And the, and the more... <laughs> I'm telling you, we kept a good attitude, but at the same time, it was late, it was dark, and we are, we want to get there because we're ready to relax now. And don't you know, as we sang that song, we kept driving, and we came out to a road, and then the road had a sign that said the Robert Morrison, but it was miles, miles away from where it dropped us off at. But we found it, praise God. But see, when you got directions, when you have the right instructions and everything, you can get to where you're going. So many people are trying to get through life with, and they don't even have a road map. They don't have the right directions. By the Bible, basic instructions before leaving the earth. But it's not just that. It's basic instructions living here on this earth. Anybody want to have a blessed life? Anybody want the benefits of heaven right now here on earth while we are living here? Praise God. Can we give the Lord some praise this morning? Praise God. Hallelujah. Because this, this is God's country. God owns it all. He taught us how to pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done where? As it is where? Praise God. That's pretty instructional, isn't it? Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Y'all are in Ezekiel, aren't you? Chapter 12? Praise God. Verse 1 and 2. The word of the Lord also came unto me, saying, Son of man. Thou dwellest in the midst of a rebellious house, which have eyes to see and see not. They have ears to hear and hear not, for they are a rebellious house. Somebody say, Lord, help Pastor Adam. Somebody say, Lord, help Pastor Adam. Can y'all all say, Lord, help Pastor Adam. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. See, in these verses of Scripture, this is where I need help. Because the word of the Lord came to Ezekiel. Anybody have the word of the Lord come to them? Yes. Let me tell you something. If you didn't, it's coming to you this morning. Hallelujah. It's coming to you this morning. We need ears to hear, and we need eyes to see. What thus saith the Lord? 
To Ezekiel, the word came and it said, Son of man, now dwellest in the midst of a rebellious house. The Bible says rebellion is as witchcraft. And it goes on to say, which have eyes to see. Anybody got eyes in here this morning? Yeah, you have eyes to see. Praise God. Let me tell you what has happened to me in, in times past. I've had eyes to see and I didn't see. Praise God, there were many years that I lived life and I was not saved, but I had eyes to see. I saw people who were saved, but my eyes were not seeing it, not for me. We all have people that we've seen over the years and you've seen that they've been living a righteous life, a holy life, a godly life. Yeah, and we could stand in judgment of them if we want to. By whatever measure you judge, that's what you're going to be judged by. Why, by whatever measure somebody else is judging you, that's what measure they're going to be judged by. But it's important that we now look at ourselves. We judge ourselves. Yes. Amen. See if we've been having eyes to see, but we see not. Mm -hmm. See if we've been having ears to hear, but we hear not. Yes. And see if in ourselves we had this rebellion going on. Are we rebellious to the word of God that we hear? Are we rebellious to the word of God that we see? Mm -hmm. Are we rebellious to the purpose that God has called us to? Are we rebellious to doing the things that God is calling us to do? Yes, Lord. Eyes to see and we see not. Ears to hear and we hear not. Why? Because we choose not. Yes. Can I get anybody to say amen to that? Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. See, when... Um, I truly believe when we get the eyes of our hearts open, whew, glory, we don't want to shut them. Uh -huh. We don't want to shut the eyes of our hearts. What a blessing it is to see with the heart. Yes, and, and there's a verse of scripture that I have included in the, this sermon this morning. And it talks about the heart. Y'all are familiar with this verse of scripture because it comes from 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 7. And it says, but the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the inward. He looketh on the heart. And many of us have used that verse of scripture, especially the last part of it, but the Lord looketh on the heart, to somehow uh, justify ourselves in, um, in appealing to God. Well, God knows my heart. I've said it, and I've heard many of other people say it. Yes. God knows my heart. Yeah, he knows your heart. And another thing is, I know my heart. 
Yes. Individually, you know your heart as well. I know that I am inclined to be lenient sometimes with myself. Anybody else with me? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you give yourself so, some grace. <laughs> yeah. Praise God. Where you might not have that same grace for somebody else, you give yourself some grace. You take yes. the pressure off. Yes. And you say, oh, but Jesus knows in my heart. Uh-huh. And yes, he does. In Luke chapter 6 and verse 45, Luke 6 and 45, it says, A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. Uh-huh. Help us, Lord. So God knows our hearts, right? Yes, he do. And then in Luke 6 and 45, it says, out of the abundance of the heart, <laughs> the mouth is going to speak. So then we hear things kind of rumbling, rolling, thundering out of our mouth sometimes. God knew what was in that heart before you even spoke. That's right, amen. Sometimes we get the revelation of what's in our heart when we hear the words coming out. Jesus. When we hear the words coming out of our own mouth, then we get the revelation of what really is in our hearts. Amen. And we got to be tuned in to what we hear coming out of our own mouth. And just because it doesn't come out of this physical mouth, sometimes it's coming out of that spiritual mouth. The spiritual mouth that you can't hear. Just like you cannot hear the audible voice of God. It's that still small voice, that Holy Spirit that speaks to us. There's that spiritual mouth inside of each and every one of us that's talking to us. Telling us all kind of things. Anybody got conversations going on inside your head? Probably right now. <laughs> right now. Think about something other than what I'm even talking about. Lunch, grocery store I got to get to after church. I didn't eat any breakfast. Might have to stop at Burger King or McDonald's. <laughs> All the different things, the conversations that are going on inside of our heads. And that is that spiritual mouth that I'm talking about. That spiritual mouth that might say things uh, negative about somebody else. That spiritual mouth that has it, those habits attached to the old man. That's constantly trying to raise back up when you're trying to put him down. Praise God. Anybody with me say amen? Y'all know what I'm talking about? I, I didn't think I was just going to preach to myself this morning. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Just one look. See, because consider all of this, right? 
God is Alpha and Omega. So Jesus is Alpha and Omega. And he knew all these things that were going to be going on. And he went back and created us all anyhow. That's right. Yes, he did. All of us anyhow. Praise God. What are we going to do about it? Y'all better do your homework. I gave y'all some homework this morning. I'm going to give you some more right now. Another homework assignment <laughs> is Psalms 90, the entire song. Please read it. And see, when you read it, I want you to hear, hear what it is saying to you individually, specifically for you, not somebody else. Oh, don't say, oh, that's what pastor meant. Uh-uh. No, pastor ain't meant nothing by it. This is your homework assignment. You don't have to hand it in. You ain't even got to do it. But if you really want to get a look at the Lord, you'll do it. If you really want to be captivated by God, you'll do it. Because in these homework assignments is what, where you're going to get captivated by him in regard to the message that you've heard here this morning. Praise God. In Revelations 22 and 13, this is the end of my message this morning. Praise God. This is probably one of the shorter messages that I've ever preached. And that's all right. Because I could talk for another 30 minutes if y'all want me to. <laughs> Praise God. But in Revelations chapter 22 and verse 13, it says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Jesus. Praise God. All right. Y'all want more, I could tell. I can tell. Y'all are looking for some more. So, let me give you the verses of scripture that I skipped. And that was from the book of Isaiah, chapter 46. The book of Isaiah, chapter 46. No, I'm going to read this one to you. Because these were scriptures that I skipped. With the Lord looking upon our hearts, it's a good idea that we look upon our hearts too. It's a good idea that we look upon the heart of God. How many of you think the heart of God is good? How many of you think it is very good? So we need to look upon that which is very good. Praise God. And, and when we look at our own heart and then we see what is not so good, remember that God's heart is all the way good. And he wants what is good for you. He wants what is very good for you. Praise the Lord. In Isaiah chapter 46 and verse 9, it says this. Remember the former things of old? For I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Amen. Verse 10 said, declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Praise God. God, again, declares the end from 
the beginning. He knew you before you were even in the womb. And yet, you are here today. Jesus Christ setting before him the cross endured it. And he, it was for joy that he endured it. Can we even look at our lives and embrace our lives that way? And I, I'm telling you, the only way that we can begin to embrace our lives that way is when we really get a look at the heart of God. Get a look at the heart of God. Know that the heart of God is very good. And then get captivated with the heart of God being where? And I believe when we can truly get a good look at that, get a good look at the heart of God that's inside of us, all that is good that is this. Anybody, I'm tell, I'm got to ask this question again. Anybody got good inside of them? Yes. Anybody got very good inside of them? Yes. Anybody have perfection inside of them? Yes. It's in there. It's yes, right from God. But sometimes it's so buried deep in there. We don't even recognize that it's in there. Mm -hmm. I was at a meeting this past week, right? And it was with a, a lot of different pastors and from different denominations and everything. Praise God. And the question was asked, does anybody feel holy in here? And I said, I do. <laughs> I did. I was the only one. <laughs> I was the only one who said it. Praise the Lord. But I was very confident in saying it as well. Amen. I didn't back up on it. Amen. Praise God. I know who's living inside of me. Yes. I don't have to pretend to be holy. It's not an effort for me to be holy. Praise God. It's not a struggle. It's a thankfulness. Yes, Lord. I didn't put it there. Jesus was the one who decided to dwell inside of me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't have to go around act, acting like I'm something that I'm not. Why should I act like I'm, I'm evil if I'm holy? Why should I act like I'm uh, depressed and I've got this heavy burden if, if I'm holy? If God, if Jesus is inside of me, I ain't got to carry that around. Amen. So he gave me a dream. And he put me on the Justice League. You can't make this stuff up, right? And you hear different stories from people and, and, and it just kind of makes you shake your head like, what? You really just said that? <laughs> and y'all are probably doing a what? You really just said that right now about what I'm saying. But I hear some things that are pretty off the wall sometimes too that people say and it just kind of hits you with a stun gun. Like, I, I can't believe that. And so... We don't have to 
be dumbed down by the world. We got to recognize who is living. We got to get a look. Just one look at who's living inside of us. I mean, we really need to get a good look. Praise God. Anybody ever fallen in love before? Okay. And see, I did that with my wife, right? I got one look and I was hooked. And I just kept going back for another look, another look. Praise God. And I still love to look at her. People tell her all the time how beautiful she is. And she is. But ain't nobody tell her more than me. <laughs> ain't nobody tell Y'all together gonna tell her more than I do. Can we begin to tell Jesus how beautiful he is? Amen. All the time how beautiful he is. Praise. And don't forget how beautiful he is. Where is he living at? Inside. So does that make us beautiful? Yes. yes. Because what's inside comes out. Yes. What is in the abundance of the, what is in the heart comes out of the mouth. Yes. And so when we begin to hear things coming out of our mouth that we feel, don't let someone else tell you, uh, that's not godly. <laughs> Don't please don't don't let someone else say those words to you because you're going to feel judged. But hear yourself. Hear yourself. And you don't have to just hear it in, in that that audible voice. Hear that that voice inside of you, that mouth that just keep running sometimes. Worse than diarrhea. Wow. And then when you hear it, you say, well, that's not godly, Brother Adam. Tell yourself before somebody else tell you. Search ourselves. You're going to find some scriptures in these uh, homework assignments that's going to tell you about searching yourself. And it's important that we do. And this is a very important homework assignment, praise God. I don't want any of y'all to miss it because I'm telling you, your lives are going to be better as a result of doing it. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to go back and I'm going to do the homework assignment myself again. Praise God. And this isn't a message that I've uh, gotten from somebody else. This is a message that God gave to me for you. Y'all remember I used to say this message is not for anybody in particular? I'm going to stop saying that because this message is specifically for you. Specifically. God tailored it specifically for you. Yeah, he did. If God did not, I wouldn't be delivering it here this morning. We need to truly look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. Anybody need more faith? Yes. Amen. Mm -hmm. You got your own cross that you got to bear in life. Every, every one of us. So can we for the joy? For the joy 
that is set before us endure our own cross? Amen. Joy. Did Jesus walk around depressed? No. Was he confused? No. Was he complaining? No. Anybody want to be like Jesus? Yes. I mean, I believe that is our ultimate goal for each and every one of us to be like Jesus, right? Just one look. Just one look. I, I love the words to that song. And it says, so with just one look, everything changes. Praise God. When you do this homework assignment, praise God, I believe that everything in your life is going to change. Everything. Not just some things, but everything is going to change. Because you're going to get a look at the Lord. Because I believe these particular psalms, praise God, they really do capture the essence of our God. And you're going to get a good look at him, but don't look with just your eyes. These physical eyes. As you're looking, I want you to pray that God will open the eyes of your heart so that you will be able to then eat his word digest it so that it becomes that blood in your spirit that life flow in your spirit that the blood is to the body and so that then it's going to nourish your spiritual inner man so much you are just going to be captivated by the muscle that you build upon that spiritual man and how strong he gets and how excited he is in what he sees praise God because he's captivated Thank you, Jesus. I'm captivated I'll never be the same when people go through a metamorphosis, a physical change in their bodies, we've seen time and time again people that were hundreds of pounds and they lose weight and then they have a reveal and they come out and they're looking so good. They're wearing different clothes and everything. Got their hair done, praise God, and they're just a different person altogether. Everything changes. I'll never be the same. And ain't nobody want to go back. Once you go through that kind of cataclysmic metamorphosis, you do not ever want to go back. And I believe it is the same when we truly get a look. A look at truly who God is. What God is. What is there ever to return to? Oh, Jesus. But so much, so much more to look forward to. Yes, Lord. Anybody want to go back to yesterday, the, the way that you were? And, and you were okay yesterday. I was okay in that meeting, but I want to be even better than that. Amen. Amen. Is, is it okay for us to say that we're holy? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Is it okay to say that we're godly? Yes. We're trying to be like Jesus. Amen. Do the things Jesus did. Yes. Don't dumb yourself down. Take a step up to higher ground. Yes. Praise God. Whew. God looked at his creation. This is where I started. I'm ending. Told you 
I was ending a long time ago, but you all looked at me like, that's not enough. Praise God. God saw his creation that it was very good. Somebody say, I'm very good. <laughs> say it like you mean it. Can we say it nice and loud? I'm very good. We need to exalt that goodness in us, not in, not in a uh, conceited kind of way, but in a thankful way. Let us now look and be captivated by the inner man and Jesus sitting on the throne. And somebody say, I'm very good. Praise God. That's what it's all about. Can we give the Lord some praise this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Do you agree with his word? Praise God. Adam took one look at Eve. Whew, there's my Eve sitting there. Was captivated. There was no other creature on the face of the earth that even came close. And he was pleased. The designer of all creation had made him a wife specifically tailored just for him. Praise, and he was captivated. Sin couldn't even pull her away from him. Mm, Praise God. God. That's right. Praise God. Captivated. Everything changes. Just one look. That's all it took. God took one look at you. And he's captivated. Captivated. Sin couldn't pull you away from him. The enemy wanted you to take you away from him. And he said, nope. Uh-uh. I'm going to endure the cross for the joy of having my bride. Praise God. For the joy of having my bride. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise here this morning? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just one look. God bless you all and thank you. Praise God. Sister Charlene, would you come and close this morning? Y'all agree with the word? Say, I agree. Praise God. Anybody that needs to be saved this morning, if you have never been saved, I want you to say, Jesus Christ, come into my heart. I love you, Lord. I want you. I want you more than anything. I agree with your word. I repent of my sins. And I invite you to come in to be my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that prayer with me this morning, you have only begun your walk with the Lord. You need to follow up with getting baptized in Jesus' name. In the water, full submersion. And you need to be filled with his Holy Spirit. Praise God. And if that is your desire, you reach out to us and we will make those things happen. God bless you and thank you all again for joining us here at Moving River Ministries. Praise God. Daylight savings. Praise God. It's going to stay lighter longer. And please 
Don't spend your time. Invest your time. Praise the Lord. Sister Charlene, would you come? Praise God for yet another beautiful morning and a word. I thank God for everything that was said today. Thank God for all of you that's here for those online. And we pray one day to see you all here. So not only will you hear that word, you get to see everything that's going on from here where it all begins. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you today, Father, that you brought us here this morning. We saw another brand new day for no two days are alike. Thank and you, we Lord. heard a word, Lord Jesus, that we know that would inspire us, not when we just walk out this door, but we are just one look, just take a look at your life as well as seeing Jesus. When you see God in your life, you don't want to turn around. There's no room for turning around. My God, I thank you for the word today, for the pastor, the man that brought the word to us, for all of us in attendance thank today. You, we ask you to bless us and be with us as we go our separate Jesus. ways, Lord, covering us with your blood throughout this day, this week. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, and amen again. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, sister. You look so nice. Love you, too.